I would say probably 95, 96% of the mouthwashes on the market are horrible. They will kill all of your bad bacteria as well as your good bacteria, which they basically stink. They, they, they stink. Just... They're not they're not good for you. They're setting you up for cavities and gum disease. Do when I tell people like you know, if you're buying your your products from a mainstream company, you are buying cavities and gum disease. They are basically just selling you your own cavities and gum disease. So you got to be smarter. You're listening to the Well Woman Podcast. I'm your host, Gemma Lee, women's menstrual cycle educator, natural fertility coach, and daytime mermaid. This is a place where we discuss all things periods, poo, ovulation, fertility, and sex. Join me weekly as we rediscover our menstrual cycles, unlock its superpowers, and guide you back into your cyclical nature. This is episode 206 of the Well Woman podcast. Thank you for tuning in to our weekly episode drop here where we're educating everyone about the menstrual cycle. We are joined today by Trina Fielber and we are talking all about oral health and how we can use oral health and amplifying it to improve our menstrual cycle. Did you know that's even possible? Well, now you do. <laughs> so we are talking about that today and we are talking with Trina as she's the founder and CEO of Primal Life Organics. As a registered nurse with a master's degree in anesthesia, she's been disrupting the beauty industry and exposing the hypertoxic personal care products that are poisoning us out there by the big Cosmo. Yes, she started her dental and skincare company in 2008 and puts her nurse's care into every product she makes naturally. Trina is a multi-million dollar entrepreneur and the best-selling author of Beauty's Dirty Secret. She has spent over a decade dedicated to the natural dental health industry and improving dental health for us all naturally. And that's exactly what we're talking about in this episode today. Trina and I have a juicy conversation about menopause and her journey into menopause, where she is right now and how she made that a smooth journey. And then we dive into all the oral health topics that you really need to know. I was so intrigued in this episode. Personally, I was taking like a thousand notes, Um, but we dive into oral microbiome and how it can affect our gut microbiome and is it happening gut microbiome back to oral microbiome. We talk about products out there in the market today and how they could be impacting our overall effect on hormones. We dive into saliva and the need for saliva minerals. We talk about how your oral health can actually be related to brain health, heart health, fertility, and infertility, and how we can actually tune into those all by tuning into our mouth and the messages our mouth might be giving us. We talk about could the dental products we use be making us sick and how can we find good dental products? We even give a few tips about how you could make your own dental products because that's what I love to do. And then also how is your oral health affecting your overall cycle? What's the link between that and how can we have better oral health? How can we, you know, widen our teeth naturally without damaging other parts of our health. So this is a really juicy episode to focus in on that. Trina's also given us such a beautiful discount to our listeners here, to you at Primal Life Organics. You can receive up to 60% off her whitening device that she has for teeth, along with her detox kit for oral health and so much more. And you'll find all the links for that in our show notes at wellsome.com forward slash podcast. If you want to tune into her whilst we're listening so you can see who she is, you can go to primallifeorganics.com or look up Trina Filber over on Instagram. So let's jump into this episode. I hope you're going to have shining oral health by the end of this and are joining the oral health train bag bandwagon with me.
Katrina, welcome to the Well Woman podcast. Ah, Gemma, thank you for having me on. I can't wait to mouth off with you. <laughs> I love that, especially because we are going to be talking about the mouth a lot today. Um, it's really, it's really privileged to have you because you're like, you reached out to me and was like, Hey, I've got this great topic. I'd love to share it on your podcast. And here we are. It feels like months later since we've organized it. Um, and I'm excited to talk about this topic today around oral health, because a lot of people don't realize that oral health could impact your cycle health, but also it's such an important aspect of health that often gets missed. So thank you for being here. Absolutely. I'm so excited. Mm. And before we jump into it, tell us, Trina, what day of your cycle are you on today and how are you checking in today? I haven't had a cycle in five years, so I'm in menopause. Mm. And how is that journey going for you? Actually, it's been an easy journey for me. I haven't had any um, any symptoms really of menopause. It's actually been very easy. Oh, I love that. And what would you put that down to? Like, I love hearing everyone's, you know, experience, but the majority of the population think that menopause is a big, scary, dark hole. <laughs> so for you, what would you put that experience down to? Like, what have you done that's been in place to get you through this, you know, calm journey into menopause? Healthy eating is probably one of the best uh, ways to keep your body healthy. So healthy eating exercise, uh, meditation, but also in the products. Of course, I, I created my own company um, that is free from a lot of the stuff that's really harmful to the body that disrupts your hormones in personal care products. That would be skincare, dental care, and the sort. So getting rid of all those hormone disruptors, I think was a, a huge, had a huge impact on my, my journey through um, menopause. Mm, and I'm sure you didn't just do that a year or two before leading up to menopause, you did this well in advance, right? I started my company back in 2007. So probably around 2006. Um, so yeah, I had been doing, I mean, before that I'd still been healthy, but as far as the dental or the products part of it, getting rid of um, products that had you know, all the chemicals and, and things in it that your body can't really process and causes a lot of inflammation. Um, yeah, that was back in 2006, 2007. So, yeah. Mm, I love that. And we're going to talk about products and how, like what products are in the oral industry that we could change and why is it important to change them? So before we get there though, why are we like, why am I here talking to you about oral health? Like, how did you get into this journey? How did you start Primal Life Organics? And like, what was your direction? Like, were you born to be in this world of oral health or did it just happen for you? I think both, you know, hindsight's 20, 20, and you just never know where you're going to land. I, my background's a nurse. I, I'm a nurse. I have a master's degree in anesthesia and I didn't plan on going down this road. The company actually started, I'll give you the short version. I have two stories, um, <laughs> short version of both stories. Um, the company actually started when I had a miscarriage and I was 40 years old, had a miscarriage. And that was my first pregnancy, first miscarriage. And um, I started looking at all of the things around us that could be causing health issues or causing problems hormonally, knowing that, you know, obviously um, a miscarriage can happen for multiple reasons, numerous reasons. But anyway, we, we look, you know, changed our deodorants and, or changed our detergents and our cleaning products and stuff like that. But it never dawned on me that it could be things in my skincare. I didn't realize that the products 
contain things that can cause um, problems with your hormones and things like that. So that's when I started the company. I started making my own skincare products. And then the dental happened about two years later. So after that miscarriage, I got pregnant again very quickly. My daughter was born. And when she turned just about two, she was almost two, she had a molar that came in that had a natural defect in it. My husband was brushing her teeth one morning. I'm a person who loves props, so I'll show you guys props along the way if you're watching the video. Um, but my daughter had a molar that erupted that had a dark spot in it. So we took her to the dentist. He said that that's a natural cavity. It happened during in utero when she was being developed, which wow. I didn't even know could happen. Yeah. So this is how closely related to mom's health dental health can be. Yeah. I'm just saying, I'm just like said, going, oh my God, a cavity developing before the baby's even been born. Like that's huge. This is like it, people, people yeah. who skimmed over that. Like that's really big. Sorry. Continue. <laughs> yeah. I didn't know it could happen either. And he said that it's, um, you know, chances are it happened. I, I had some sort of stressor happen in my body at the moment, those two molars, usually it happens to two teeth because they're being developed at the same time. Hers was just one, but he said, um, chances are I had like a bacterial flash, maybe a fever, a lot of stress, something happened and that tooth had a defect. But he said, well, he, he wanted to, he, he said, here's the thing. We'll put a temporary filling in it because she's two. The filling will last about two to three months. Every time the filling falls out, we'll decide if it's time to pull the tooth or do we put another temporary filling in it? And so we put a temporary filling in when we were leaving. And I know as a nurse, and I don't know how in tune everybody is, but every tooth is connected via a meridian, like almost like a acupuncture type of meridian to an organ. Meaning that when you're being de developed, a tooth is being developed alongside of an organ. So there's this connection. And during your life, if you have a problem with the tooth, it might be signaling to your body that there's a problem actually with the organ. Vice versa is the same. If you're having issues with your stomach, it might not necessarily be your stomach. It might be the tooth that's having problems that you don't know about um, that's correlated with that, that organ. So as we were leaving, he said, don't worry, mom, we put a temporary filling in it. Now we just hope for the best. And I thought there is no way this mom is going to hope for the best. So I went home and I started doing some research just to find out like, I didn't even know anything about cavities at that point, dental health, other than the normal growing up, you, you know, education. And I was astounded to learn how poor our dental care really is. And I found Dr. Weston A. Price. Are you familiar with Dr. Weston A. Price? No, I'm he not. Was, he was a dentist in the early 1900s. He discovered the connection between cavities and sugar and really went to the ADA and said, can you, can we please try and educate people and limit sugar in the diet so we can eliminate cavities? And the ADA did not want to hear that. So they pretty much quieted him. All of his research was kind of buried. And um, I saw the research that he had done and I developed my dental program based off of his research of why uh, and how to keep the mouth healthy. So basically that's how my dental products were born. I created my dirty mouth tooth powder and started using that on my daughter right away. And the tooth, that filling, that tooth that was only supposed to last a year, lasted the life of the tooth. It fell out naturally at the age of 12. 
and the original filling that was only supposed to last two to three months was still in place. Wow. That's amazing. Yeah, it was crazy. So it was a big pat on my back that, that, that I was able to do that. Mm, And you're, you're so right. Like, I love how you were talking about how your teeth can link to different organs. It's very much a little bit like reflexology or in Ayurveda, how they read the tongue. Um, you don't, probably don't know, but I've, you know, I've, I've actually done, you know, tongue diagnosis courses of, through Ayurveda and how you can see the different organs in the tongue. It's the same in the ballpoints of your ear, your hands, your feet, um, but your teeth. That's so interesting because if someone's having like a reoccurring challenge with one particular tooth after getting it fixed in inverted brackets, like that's a great message to be like, hang on, we need to look further into this. But wow, Trina, what a journey to get you here in questioning all of these little things. I don't even know where to start because there's so many, (laughs) so many topics that we could go into here. Um, but I think we'll start at the top. Like, why do you think oral health is so important? And then we'll lead into oral microbiome because I don't think enough people know about that. Well, they kind of go hand in hand. So I'll try and answer the first one without leading too much into the second one, because we can talk about that separately. But oral health is so important because it's directly connected to the rest of your body. It's connected to your brain. The health of your mouth can actually, it's really astounding and blows my mind that a dentist can be the first person to diagnose you with heart disease before you even have heart disease, if they would actually realize that. Because the plaque inside your mouth is the same plaque that can be found in heart disease. It's that close of a correlation. Same thing I believe with like brain health um, and Alzheimer's, um, the plaque inside your mouth is the same plaque and it's that inflammatory process. So your oral health is related to heart health, brain health. It's related to your fertility, your cycle, your fertility, your infertility for both men and women. It's related to diabetes, thyroid disease, every inflammatory disease out there because the inflammation that gets in through the mouth, the bacteria that causes inflammation is the the main problem. And once it gets inside your, your body through your gum tissue, and that's primarily how it's entering is through your gum tissue. Leaky gums is what I call it. When it's bleeding, you have inflamed gums, um, the redness to the gums. That means that those junctures of your gum gums get wide enough that things can pass through toxins and bacteria can pass through. And that's how things get into your blood. Once inside your blood, your blood system, your bloodstream, it travels throughout your body, which is why it's not just going straight to your heart. And it's not just localized in your heart. It goes everywhere inside your body. And that's a big stress on the body. Um, And the other component is because We've we've heard you're familiar with nitric oxide. Have have you heard of nitric oxide and the and the uh, beautiful things? I have, but maybe not all the listeners. Yeah, so nitric oxide is a vasodilator. It's what um, keeps your blood vessels wide or, or big. Um, it's also um, it helps with inflammation, reducing inflammation. It helps with sleep. It regulates, helps to regulate sleep. And it helps with fertility for lots of reasons. I mean, especially the dilation helps with fertility. One of the main components of creating or producing um, nitric oxide is your saliva and a healthy bacteria. So the bacteria inside your mouth and the bacteria inside your gut have to be healthy as well as your saliva. 
in order to produce the right amount of nitric oxide without producing. So if we have the wrong bacteria inside our mouth or we're having gut health issues, your, your nitric oxide production is really going to decline, which means you're going to you know, all of those things that I listed that nitric oxide does, you're going to have problems with, you're, you're not going to be able to fight that stuff as much. So that's the other component of why oral health is so important. Mm, and I just want to like backtrack there because I know a lot of people's ears, like little dogs are like, ding, when you mm-hmm. said, well, actually your, your, like the health of your mouth can be a direct sign to your fertility or infertility. <laughs> So everyone's like, well, how do you tell? Like, tell me when I open my mouth and look in the mirror, how can I tell if I've got a challenge there through my oral health? Um, You know, how do you do that? Like, I know that we're not, like, I couldn't do that for myself, but I could look for signs that could be a good indicator to get some help or go see some help. So what are some of those signs? I think one of the biggest signs that we miss is how our breath tastes. So if if you suffer from bad breath, that's a signal that it's the first sign that there's an imbalance in the bacteria inside your mouth. Because if you have the right bacteria, healthy bacteria inside your mouth, you will not have bad breath. You will not have stale breath. You should not wake up with bad breath. We have been brainwashed into believing that you need mouthwash, that you need all of these things that kill bacteria because you because bad breath is normal and really bad breath is not normal. And it's the overkilling of bacteria that causes you to have bad breath. And then you're susceptible to the bad bacteria that feeds off of acid, feeds off of sugar inside your mouth and causes the destruction of your gum tissue, as well as your, your teeth, your enamel. So I always tell people, you know, bad breath is that sign. It's a signal to you that there's an imbalance and you can fix it really easy if you know that and you understand it. But bad breath, plaque buildup on on your teeth should not be happening. You should not have plaque buildup. You should be able to floss every night and keep your mouth clean. Your gums should not bleed. They should not be puffy. They should not be sensitive. And obviously sensitive teeth is another component. If you have sensitive teeth to um, hot and cold liquids, then that means you've lost minerals. And that mineral loss is a signal that if that continues, you're going to end up with a cavity or, you know, worse. Wow. I'm like, I'm just like, I want to put my jaw on the floor and then pick it up to be like, well, this is really great information. Um, The analogy that I would link with bad breath is BO. Like people just think, oh, I've got BO today. Like it's really bad. That's a sign that there's something else going on. Like we're not designed to have BO. Like I haven't worn deodorant in like six or seven years because I just don't have bad BO. There are points in my cycle where my where my smell, my scent of my body does change, but I wouldn't say it's bad BO. And instead we just spray the chemical enriched, you know, deodorant to suppress that instead of allowing that detox pathway to be open. And so our mouth is a really great detoxifier from what I know. And um, anyone who knows me personally knows that I'm like an anal tongue scraper. You know, after learning about this in Ayurvedic health back in 2012, I have been tongue scraping ever since. And I have them everywhere. I have one in my car. I have one in my toiletry bag. I have one in my handbag. I have one. I have two at my desk here. Um, And I used to sell them. um, And I'm getting some more now. COVID's finished. um, Because I really believe that it's such a simple way that we can detox every day. And I, from my understanding, so correct me if I'm wrong, that, you know, overnight, you know, our body's working so hard with the lymphatic system to help us detox by pushing everything into our lungs or a lot of things into our lungs. And so we bring up all of this stuff into our mouth to release and get let go of. 
And most people just wash it down with a glass of water or a coffee. And I'm like, no, we need a shit first. We need a wee first. And we need a tongue scrape first. And, yes. then, we, and then we can enjoy. What's funny is when I sell people, this is my detox kit, my dental detox kit. We sell a copper tongue scraper goes in the kit. So the copper tongue scraper like should last you a lifetime as if you use it, like keep it clean and wipe it off when you're done. So it doesn't tarnish. But my first step is to scrape your tongue. Very first step. Mm, right. And I say that for the same reason that that gunk lives, that's the bacteria it lives on your tongue. It creates its own environment. So I, always, I, I, I tell you, I love my props, but so if this is the guy living on your tongue in the morning, he is creating more acid so that his friends can multiply. Mm. If you don't get rid of him and keep your mouth more alkaline, this is what's going, you're going to swallow. If you're not going to scrape your tongue, you will swallow. People don't realize this. It's so disgusting. Every single thing inside your mouth, you swallow. You breathe in pollution all day long. You know, who knows? You know, if you got a water bottle, doesn't have a cap on it. You drink it um, all day long. Your, your mouth is exposed to toxins and you, every single thing inside your mouth, you swallow because you salivate all day. You're drinking and eating all day. This stuff should really be um, killed inside your mouth. But if your saliva is not healthy, because our saliva actually has the mechanisms inside it to kill things inside your mouth. But when there's too much acid inside your mouth and there's too many of these, and if your saliva is not healthy, then you swallow these guys, they get down into your stomach, you're, you know, it's acidic down there, they love it, they pass into your small intestine and the bacteria inside your mouth is not the same bacteria that should be in your gut. And these guys can like flourish and it's the wrong environment. It's the right environment for them. It's the wrong environment for our body. And these guys then take over and then you end up with all the digestive issues as well. It just creates the wrong environment for health and creates the right environment for disease. So getting rid of these guys and preventing the growth of them inside your mouth is easy. It just takes a couple switches and scraping your tongue at least once a day twice a day if you can, or if you more, that's great. But scraping your tongue is going to help to eliminate this type of bacteria even faster. If you're listening to this and you're not a tongue scraper, this is your inspiration to start tongue scraping because I gift all of my family and my friends tongue scrapers because I believe in it so much. So much so that I've just spent two months camping in a rooftop tent that I sleep with my tongue scraper next to me in the tent so that when I get up first thing in the morning to go to the toilet, I don't have to try to get in the car and find my tongue scraper. I can just take it and scrape in the bush. Like, so it's not a, like, it's not something that I just do at home. I do it all the time. And I'm so glad that we're talking about this as the foundation because that's just one simple, really cheap thing. So financially it's cheap. It's also very easy to do and, um, it, you know, it can have great rewards for your health. So thank you for harping on about tongue scraping. And, and you don't need anything but the tongue scraper. Like you said, you can be anywhere. All you got to be able to do is spit. You just don't yeah. want to swallow it. You just want to spit. That's yeah. it. Yeah. It's easy. very easy. And I always, I really feel Trina, it's kind of like the feeling after you've exfoliated your face, you just feel really open and fresh. And that's how you feel after you've tongue scraped. And you know, don't get me wrong in the last, what is it? 12 years, there has been some times where I've forgotten a tongue scraper. If I go to my friend's house and stay on, you know, unexpectedly, 
And I'm like, oh, I can just feel that I haven't scraped my tongue. And I'm like, oh, it's like that feeling when you leave the house and you haven't brushed your teeth. And like it happens. Sometimes life takes over and you forget to do the one thing you've been doing since you were two. But that feeling is also how I feel when I don't scrape my tongue. And for those who are like, oh, my God, Jemmy, you're crazy. Prove to me. Like start tongue scraping, commit to it for at least two weeks and then come back to me after two weeks and tell me you're, I'm still crazy. <laughs> right. Right. Because I, so many people say that, like, I never thought tongue scraping would make such a difference. And it really does. Mm-hmm. It makes me feel really fresh. So you mentioned a little bit about that oral microbiome and the gut microbiome and how they're actually a different microbiomes, like different bacteria balances. Um, it kind of a side question to this question. It kind of makes me think about saliva. I don't feel you know, my history is I worked in the nutritional world for like seven, eight years before I got into like this world that I'm in now. So I've been in the industry for what, like 17 years now. And I don't feel enough people are present enough when they eat their food to build enough saliva. So they're not actually making, you know, well, one, most people don't pick their own food or their own like to bring into the kitchen to cook it. They just cook the food. And a lot of people don't even have the opportunity to cook the food. They buy a convenience meal, which is great. You know, my sister does an amazing vegan homemade delivery food service, but there's still a portion of that person who's not making their meal. So they're not actually building their saliva up over time. How is that impacting oral health and like the oral microbiome? And is it, or am I just thinking this is impacting us? Well, no, it definitely does. And part of the problem is that, so the saliva has a lot of functions and just a couple of the functions. It's, it, it contains minerals. So your saliva is actually supposed to be how your teeth replace some minerals that they lose. So let me get into that for a quick second. When there's acid inside your mouth and the acid can be from, and, and not necessarily water, but pretend like this is soda or something, juice, anything that's acidic, Meat, red meat is acidic, uh, wine, beer, um, almost everything we eat is acidic by nature, except for vegetables, which is why I tell people just save one or two bites of vegetables for the very end. That's it. That's a hack, you know, eat everything else and just save a bite or two at, for the end. Uh, But every, every time you're eating something that's acidic, Uh, or chewing anything, gum that has sugar in it, it's wearing away at your enamel, creates acid. And during an acidic time is when minerals literally leave your enamel. Your saliva is supposed to be able to neutralize the acids in your mouth. But as humans, way back when we were being developed, we weren't eating sugar and processed foods and all of that. We were, our diet consisted primarily of those fresh vegetables. So our saliva didn't need to be very alkaline. So our saliva is pretty neutral. So it can't, if you have a ton of these guys living in your mouth, creating acid all day, and you're drinking coffee and you're not eating all these, you know, processed foods, you are literally losing minerals all day long and your saliva can't neutralize it because you're your mouth has to be alkaline in order for the minerals to go back into your teeth. So your saliva contains some minerals. It's supposed to remineralize your teeth to keep your enamel strong, but because of the acids that we're eating, it's not happening. And which is why people have sensitive teeth, which is why we get cavities and things like that. It also contains proteins that break down or it contains enzymes that start digestion. So your saliva is extremely important for that reason, for nitric oxide production as well. Um, 
Um, that's the other reason. There's a couple other reasons, but one of the main things that people don't realize is when you have gut health, so it's almost like a big triangle, your saliva, your mouth, and your gut, and in there we can add your brain, but um, talking about the triangle of those three things, if your gut's not healthy and you're taking supplements or eating healthy food, you're not absorbing a lot of what you're taking into your gut. So we get this malabsorption syndrome. So if you're depleted by minerals inside your body, your saliva is also going to be depleted even more, which means that you will lose the body's ability to remineralize your teeth. So that leaves you very susceptible. Pregnancy, on the other hand, will definitely mineral deplete you because baby needs all of your minerals to create all of their teeth. Because when the baby's born, all of their teeth are basically formed. That's why my daughter's tooth came in at the age of two with a defect in it. So baby is pulling minerals from mom. Mom's blood is becoming mineral deplete, which means her saliva is mineral depleted, which means then mom at the end of pregnancy says, oh my gosh, I've got a sensitive tooth or my teeth are really sensitive, goes to the dentist and she has a cavity. So that's like the back end of how that all happens and how important your saliva is. Mm, and it just goes to show why in the and I'm like, as a natural fertility educator for like preconception planning is it just goes to show in those three to six months before conception, if you know that you're planning on conceiving to up your mineral intake. Yeah. Mm -hmm. To, you know, there's so many other things you can do, but particularly calcium and magnesium with vitamin D to help the absorbability of those two micronutrients is so important. And that was actually going to, I typed this out while you're talking about saliva minerals, like, so how do we get our minerals back? So Yes, we can get that from food, um, but if we have, you know, malabsorption challenges from poor gut health, we obviously need to work on our gut health. It's me, you know, I've had leaky gut. I know all about that journey, but does supplementing, you know, with some magnesium, calcium actually like support that? Like what's the best way to get our minerals back? For your teeth, are you talking or for your yeah. whole body? For teeth. So, for, so the main thing to understand is that remineralization for the teeth happens inside the mouth. It doesn't happen through the bloodstream. So you can take a supplement, you can take, you know, phosphorus and calcium, and it has to go into your blood and into your saliva to be able to work. So it's not going to come through the bloodstream in the mouth or in the teeth themselves. The only other way to remineralize your teeth is to make sure what you're brushing your teeth with is there's three components. I say it has to alkalize, it has to be alkaline because if it's not alkaline, it's not able to neutralize any acids in your mouth and it's not gonna foster minerals going back in your teeth. So it has to be alkaline. It has to have minerals in it. If it doesn't have minerals in it, you're cleaning your teeth possibly, but you're not going to be doing anything to put those minerals back in your teeth. And then it has to detox your, your mouth, your mouth tissues, not just your teeth, but your gum tissues and all of the tissues, your tongue, your palate, everything needs to detox. Your mouth is exposed to heavy metals all day long in the air and in some of the products and the things that we eat all have heavy metals. One of the, the ways that heavy metals gets into your body is primarily through your oral tissues. So those three things, it has to be alkaline, has to have minerals and has to detox. And I can go into how you know if what you're using it has those if you want mm, that's great I oh my god we could be here for hours talking about this topic because I'm so intrigued <laughs> I won't make this a three-hour podcast episode though but um so just before we get to products like and talking about 
well, how do we know what products are actually beneficial? Because I don't know about you, you know, like I lost my, I got my adult teeth, you know, in my early teens, like late, late, late tweens is the new word for that. Early tween, early teens, late tweens, you know, and I have grandparents who have lived into their nineties. So I'm going to have my teeth for a long time. And especially because I'm proactive with my health. So I hope to get to that age bracket. Um, so I need to look after these things that are going to be with me. I don't want to be like, you know, walking around and popping my old teeth back in. So before we get to products, like, is there anything you would recommend to support oral microbiome? And then let's talk about products. And honestly, it's a healthy diet. So limiting the sugar and, and even fruit sugars, fruit, any kind of sugar is going to create acid in the mouth. It's acidic by nature, going to wear away at your enamel and feed bacteria. So even if there is bad bacteria inside your mouth, it's going to feed off of it. So, you know, limiting sugars and eating more healthy vegetables, drinking plenty of water. Obviously you need that to maintain internal health detox, um, but water also will help neutralize and get rid of stuff as well. So I would say those things on top of making sure your dental products are actually doing what they're supposed to be doing. They're formulated correctly. And if they're formulated correctly, you really should not be at risk for the wrong bacteria. You shouldn't be at risk for gum disease and, and plaque buildup. Awesome. And what would you say about, and I've used these before, they're not something that I use regularly all the time, but an oral microbiome probiotic. Because I don't know if people know about these, but you use a probiotic for your gut health, but you can get oral probiotics. What are your thoughts on oral probiotics for supporting oral microbiome? I think there's two thoughts. There's two things that I can say. I think they're a waste of money and mm-hmm. I think that they're great. And the reason I think that they can be a waste of money is because if you're taking your oral probiotic and then brushing with the wrong thing, and mm. using mouthwash, you've literally just destroyed the probiotic. There's no point in taking it. And drinking soda. <laughs> yeah, drinking soda, eating sugar, like diet plays a role in that. But, you know, your dental products and your diet, if you, you know, popping up, people get complacent and they feel like, oh, if I just take this, it's going to be fine. So they'll pop in their probiotic and then, you know, go drink their soda or go brush or use mouthwash. And they've literally just destroyed everything that probiotic was going to do anyway. So why do it? You know, why do it if you're going to do that kind of thing? I think they're great. I think they're great if you are taking care of yourself, if you are taking, you know, eating correctly. And if you're using the right products, I think they're great. I also know that if you are using the right products and doing the right things, you don't necessarily need them. They're not a, you know, they're not, I don't use an oral probiotic. We've thought about creating them. I've actually thought about making them, but I know for myself that if I don't, if I use the right products, my mouth feels healthy and is healthy. I don't need to take them. Same thing with your gut. Once your gut is healthy, you don't necessarily need to take probiotics for your gut as long as your gut is healthy. But if there's a problem, then you got to make sure you're taking the probiotic, but limiting the things that are causing the problem in the first place. So it's the same type of thing. They're not bad. They're not good. Um, it just depends on where you are and what you're, how you're using them. Yeah. And, and great answer. Like. Great answer. There's other foundational steps first, like scrape your tongue, (laughs) use the right toothpaste. So let's talk about that. Let's talk about 
the right toothpaste. Um, I've definitely gone through transitions of my, like of using different types of toothpaste. I've gone from just using bicarb soda years ago because I couldn't find a product that, you know, had all the, you know, didn't have, I should say, didn't have any of the nasties in it, like fluoride, for example. Um, but the world has evolved a lot in the health industry in the last 10 years. So now I've got a, like a, a toothbrush that is completely chemical, sorry, a toothpaste that's completely chemical free. And I love that. But let's talk about products. Like what are, What's the suite of products that are really great for supporting oral health and good oral microbiome and healthy saliva with minerals and all that? So there are the three things that I mentioned, like you can take it, take your product and you can look for these, these couple things. And it's really simple. You, first of all, if you're buying anything that's commercially made, there's a good chance that, uh, and by that, I, I don't know what brands you guys get, you know, where, where you are. Cause you're in Australia, right? Yes. I don't know what your top brands are, but you know, in the United States, that would be the ones that start with a C. Um, Very similar here, actually. Very similar. Okay. Okay. So if you're using something like that, chances are really good. You're just not using the right thing. Um, But the the things I tell people to look for, so you want it to be alkaline. Unfortunately, most toothpaste are not. um, And the, the really the staple ingredient to know whether it's alkaline or not would be baking soda. Um, you mentioned you would brush with it. Baking soda is is going to keep your mouth alkaline. Or it's going to create the alkalinity in the, whatever you're using, whether it's a powder or a paste. Um, brushing with it alone is not safe to do long-term only mm. because it doesn't contain minerals. So yeah. I've got those three things, alkaline minerals and detox. So it will alkalize your mouth, but it doesn't contain the other two things. So short-term, you can use it if you're in a pinch. Long-term, you'll probably end up with cavities and your, your gums won't be able to detox. Uh, so you can end up with congested gums, which leads to inflammation and all the other bad things. So uh, you want to see, make sure it has baking soda or something alkaline, but I think baking soda is the best thing to look for. Um, for minerals, there's a couple things to look for for minerals. Um, as long as there's baking soda, the minerals should be able to get into your teeth. If there's no baking soda, but you see minerals, it doesn't matter. You're going to be brushing with minerals. You're going to be spitting them in the sink because if it's not alkaline enough, the minerals are not going back in your teeth. So you'll be losing minerals while you're eating all day long and then spitting them out in the sink if if your tooth powder or toothpaste doesn't have baking soda or something alkaline in it. But you can use clay. Clay is one of my favorite ingredients. It's in all of my dental products because it is alkaline. And it contains not just calcium and phosphorus, but it contains manganese and silica and all sorts of minerals that your teeth have. So the primary minerals are calcium and phosphorus, but there's other minerals in your teeth. And when you lose a mineral, it's a lock and key. You lose a manganese, you have to replace it with a manganese. So if you're not getting that in your diet and it's not in your dental products, that hole will stay in your tooth until it is alkaline and manganese is there at the same time. Mm -hmm. So what I love about clay is that it contains a plethora of minerals and other types of things. It's detoxifying. That's the third thing. Clay will also pull toxins, those heavy metals that you're exposed to in the air. Clay will pull those out of your gum tissue and your, your teeth. 
while remineralizing your teeth. So clay is one of them. Would you uh, just, on, sorry, just sorry to interrupt, just on the clay, are you thinking like a white China clay, a bentonite clay? Like, is there any particular clays that are better than others? Like, as opposed to just going down to the local clay pot and <laughs> just I, You know, I, what I tell people is I make sure that it's food grade, first of all, because clays have different grades. And since you're, you will swallow some of it. And especially if you have children, we yep. use food grade in our formula. Um, I, I say food grade. Bentonite is one of the most popular clays. Bentonite's great. You can use bentonite, baking soda. Um, it's not all inclusive. I also add white kaolin because I, it's a little bit different than bentonite. And then I add French green clay because French green clay is from the French sea, which also has the nutrients from plants, which is great for your gum tissue. So mm. it's also got like the LJ, which Ooh. is anti-inflammatory, analgesic, and um, it will help promote healing inside your gum tissue as well as containing some of the, the minerals. So I use a blend of three clays. Um, and hydroxyapatite is the other ingredient. We just started adding hydroxyapatite in our dental products about a year ago, but it has to be nano hydroxyapatite. So for more, a lot of ingredients, you want them to not be nano size and nano would be extremely small, but for dental products, for the hydroxyapatite, you want it to be super small because you want it to be able to get back into the holes to be able to fill those holes. So your enamel is actually called hydroxyapatite. It's actually just calcium and phos is what hydroxyapatite is. And so we put that in our dental products with the baking soda, with the blend of three clays. I'm telling you, you can have rock hard enamel, no problem. And then, so the three components, the alkaline with the baking soda, the minerals come from the clays and the hydroxyapatite. And then the detoxification also comes from the clay, um, pulling the right. toxin. And then you've got the three covered, super cool. easy. That's um, that's a really great insight. Thank you for sharing because I feel like a lot of people are like, oh, I've got a cavity. I can't do anything about it. I just have to get it filled in. And I'm a very big believer um, especially after studying ancestral health, that our body has the power and the innate ability to regrow and reform itself. And so that might not be like, I lost my adult tooth. It's going to grow in a, a new adult tooth, but it can re-strengthen and redevelop that same tooth. So I love that. That's a really great insight and powerful for those who don't know that. So thank you for sharing. Yeah, we've had, I've healed probably thousands of cavities at this point. I actually had a woman who called one night, this was years ago, and she had a cavity that needed a, um, she had six cavities. One needed a um, root canal. So she went, she bought my products as a last resort, hoping to prevent her other teeth from getting in the same predicament. So she started brushing with my dirty mouth tooth powder, went to the doctor, the dentist to get the, the root canal done, sat down in the chair and he said, Miss Gibbs, you don't need a root canal today. You only have one cavity and it's small so you can go home. So she had, she had six, one needed a root canal and she went home and had zero need for anything done. She was able, so yeah, it's amazing. And your body That's can heal itself. Has to be, has to, has to happen. You have to give it the um, ability though, like you said. Mm, and have, have the intention for it too. I'm actually right? very, I'm very interested to try that dirty mouth tooth, tooth powder because um, personal story, I had braces when I was a teenager and they put a band around my back. I think it's a molar, back molar um, that was too small. And the, it actually choked the tooth and it put a hole in the tooth at that time. And so I was like 15 and a half. And I remember this so, so vividly 
the rest of my family was away interstate and I had to stay at home because I had to get a, a root canal. I had to skateboard because my bike tires were flat. So I skateboarded to the dentist to get my root canal and then skateboarded home. And I still have like some very minor challenges with that tooth. And it's one of the main reasons why I'm so proactive about oral health and why I think it's a great topic to discuss. Um, but the, the, um, the little hole that it created is still present and it hasn't changed like the whole size. So I'm very excited to try this myself and report back to you after years and years and years, because we're talking like 20 years ago, this was the case. Um, yeah, report back to you. So thank you for sharing that. That's great. Yeah. Awesome. I'll have another gift for you. Cause we're, I'll send you the, the detox kit. Oh, cool. And by the way, this comes with everything. It comes with everything you need. It has a morning and nighttime tooth powder. The only difference is charcoal is added. Um, we add charcoal. Some people brush with just straight charcoal. Same thing with baking soda as baking soda. Charcoal is great for detox and for cleaning, but it's not going to have any minerals in it. So you don't want to just yeah. So you don't want to just brush with charcoal short-term it's okay, but long-term it's not going to benefit you gum serum. So we didn't talk about mouthwash yet, but yeah, let's get um, there. Let's do that now. Yeah. Mouthwash is not, uh, I would say probably 95, 96% of the mouthwashes on the market are horrible. They will kill all of your bad bacteria as well as your good bacteria, which they basically stink. They, they, they stink. They just... they're, not, they're not good for you. They're setting you up for cavities and gum disease. You, when I tell people like, you know, if you're buying your, your products from a mainstream company, you are buying cavities and gum disease. They are basically just selling you your own cavities and gum disease. So you've got to be smarter than them mm. the mouthwash that contains like the alcohol base triclosan peroxide even peroxide is not good for your um enamel it's not good for your gums it's not good for your it destroys your good bacteria all of those things set you up for having the wrong bacteria gum serum on the other hand this is our answer or solution to um mouthwash it's a, it's a little dropper of olive oil and 11 essential oils that you put on your finger and you just rub it on your gums. You can do it all throughout the day, or you can do it right after you brush. It doesn't matter. You can use it as often as you want, but it contains the, um, it's going to help support healthy microbiome, but it also contains all these, uh, essential oils that, in, that will support your good bacteria, increase blood flow, reduce inflammation, and help your gum tissue heal um, while freshening your breath at the same time. So that's, it's just really important to understand that mouthwash is really just really sterilizing your mouth and sterile is not good. Uh, just like the gut, you don't want to. So basically this is how I like to tell um, people to think of mouthwash and toothpaste that contains those bad ingredients as well. When you take an antibiotic and you take it for seven to 14 days, which is the typical life antibiotic, you know, dosing, you, you typically end up with diarrhea. You can end up with constipation, but you have that imbalance in bacteria inside your gut. It's destroyed everything. And now only the bad are back inside your gut living. That's why you have those symptoms. So then you have to create, take probiotics and eat right to get your gut bacteria good. Brushing with Anything that's harsh and using mouthwash is like taking an antibiotic inside your mouth and brushing with it twice a day for life and then expecting to have a healthy mouth and a healthy gut. It just doesn't happen. So interesting. I'm loving this. Thank you. Yeah, it's really 
um, op- like eye-opening for, ev- for everyone listening. I'm sure they're like, God, I haven't thought of that before. And I just don't think enough people think about this aspect of health. So I'm really glad that you're here sharing it. So thank you. Um, you mentioned toothpaste. So we've talked about what are the great things to have in toothpaste, but what are the things to avoid? Like what's wrong with toothpastes on the market that's actually more detrimental to our health than instrumental? Well, for the problem is, is that most of them are too harsh, uh, meaning they either destroy all of the bacteria or they're very harsh on your gum tissue and your enamel. And primarily not doing anything to improve your mineralization and your good bacteria. Um, I mean, the ingredients to watch out for are probably all of the ingredients that I didn't list for the good stuff. Um, but sodium lauryl sulfate, triclosan, uh, alcohols, um, peroxide, all the artificial colors, artificial ingredients. There's a, a laundry list of different ingredients that are typically found in mouthwash and um, toothpaste. And I mean, if it looks like a chemical, it's a chemical and chemicals don't belong inside your body. They just don't. Uh, they don't belong in your food. They don't belong in your body. Um, and since your mouth is connected to everything, you want that to be super clean and you want that to be healthy, a healthy clean, not a sterilized clean. You want it to be a healthy clean. Um, the other thing I know, I know so many people want white teeth. And one of the great things about rebuilding your enamel with the right products, you know, putting the minerals back in your teeth is that over time you will be whitening your teeth because the thicker that your enamel is, your enamel is the outer shell. It's the hardest part and it's the whitest part. The reason sometimes as we get older, our teeth start to look dingy, not just from coffee and, you know, red wine, but also because as the enamel thins, the layer beneath your enamel is your dentin and the dentin is typically like a bluish or a grayish tinged. So when your enamel gets so thin, your teeth can actually almost look transparent, but yet and look like grayish or bluish. The only way to get that to look better is to rebuild your enamel, which is what I'm trying to help everyone do is rebuild your enamel, make it harder, cavity resistant, and make it look whiter. The problem with peroxide that layer beneath that dentin is fluid filled. So it's got some minerals in it, but it's fluid filled. It's like the shock absorber because inside there is where your, um, your pulp, which is this piece right here, which has your blood vessels and your nerves in it. This is why peroxide sometimes hurts is because it's caustic or painful to the nerve. And as it's whitening your teeth, it gets into your dentin and then down into your nerves and you get that really bad taste or feeling inside your mouth. Peroxide works to whiten your teeth by pulling out or dehydrating this layer, that dentin layer, because of the color of it. So if it pulls out the moisture, it will look more opaque, which means your teeth will look whiter. So over time, your body wants to go back to normal. So it's going to rehydrate the dentin. Your teeth are going to look dingy again. The only way to whiten and and strengthen your teeth is by refilling in the enamel, rebuilding the enamel, which is what I help you do. Um, and I'm going to send you also, let me see if I can find mine, this little gadget. Have you seen one of these? I have seen um, a few different like teeth whitening tools. And it's interesting because where I live, like to give you an idea, I live in kind of like the LA of Australia. Uh-huh. Like we don't have an LA here, but it's, you know, surface paradise and the Gold Coast. It's very... Um, like it's very popular here to get boob surgery, 
labia surgery, bum implants, and um, and nose jobs. And yeah. I feel that with health, particularly, it's like it's an inside-out job, not an outside-in. And like peroxiding your teeth, it's kind of like peroxiding your hair. Like look at the quality of your hair when you peroxide. That's my thought process anyway. Exactly. Um, and I, I, you've just given such a great example. And for those listening on a podcast, like go to the YouTube and actually just fast forward to the same time section and actually look at the diagram or the little, um, the model that you have to show, because it just demonstrates why that happens and gives such a clear understanding of it. Yeah. There you go. Holding yeah, up. So that yeah. really, that really, really helps. And I think a lot of people, they whiten their teeth and they go back to what they were and then they quickly whiten their teeth and they go back to what they were without realizing, okay, hang on. There's actually another way to holistically whiten our teeth and build strong enamel, which is really building strong teeth. Yep. Mm. Yeah. And what I love about, so what I created, because I know people want, I mean, I want white teeth. I, I don't, I don't want dingy teeth. And in fact, people judge you by, by, by the look of your teeth. So when you smile, one of the first things people notice, you, you notice it now that I say this, like when you meet someone or you're talking to someone, it doesn't even have to be someone you just met, notice their teeth. If they're yellow and dingy, or you see plaque or their gums are receding or red and inflamed, you can make some judgments. And I'm not saying it's fair and I'm not saying it's right, but you judge how healthy someone is. There, there was a study done um, for employment, like people that were interviewing candidates. They asked them if you know you had a candidate that was not as qualified, but had healthy, a healthy mouth, healthy smile over someone who was really qualified, but their mouth was a mess. It, they had dingy teeth, whatever. Who would you hire? And they said the healthy person, the person with the, the, the healthy mouth, because your mouth is a sign to everyone of how healthy you are. So what I created was a teeth whitening system that uses, and I think the battery is going to die, blue light, red light, and then a combination of both blue and red light. Um, but then I created the gel that is very similar to my tooth powder. Like it's the same tooth powder and paste has the minerals in it, has um, it's alkaline. It's got an olive oil base. So it's not like a water base. It's actually an olive oil base so that the nutrients can actually get into your gum tissue. It's a little different using an, an oil base on your teeth, but it's soothing to the gums. It's not going to hurt. It's a pain-free way. And then the minerals in the gel, while they're on your teeth for 20 minutes, you're doing your treatment, the minerals have 20 minutes to get back into your teeth. So it's actually rebuilding your enamel. That's how it's going to whiten it. It will remove surface stains, but the, the real game changer is that it's going to actually strengthen your enamel and whiten them the right way. And then the blue light and the red light therapy are really important because blue light, um, Harvard did a study, battery's dying. Harvard did a study. When the bad bacteria inside your mouth is exposed to blue light, there's this little thing inside the, the bad bacteria that explodes. And it literally, I always think of like, when I put my, my red and blue light inside my mouth, I think of like popcorn, all of this bacteria just exploding inside my mouth because of that, that little thing that can't tolerate, like it literally causes it to explode and the bacteria dies. So um, the nice thing about that is when you've got teeth, I mean, this is my other little pop that I like to do. When you, your teeth are close together, 
light therapy actually can penetrate. That's the why we that's why we use it for skin. Like it's going to help increase blood flow, reduce inflammation, the red light for the skin. Same thing with your gum tissue. It can penetrate. So it can penetrate into the pockets. It can possibly penetrate between your teeth where you can't even get anyway. So um, that's why light therapy is so beneficial inside your mouth. So blue light is more for bacteria. Red light therapy, just like red light therapy for your skin, is going to increase blood flow, reduce inflammation, and then also stimulate collagen, which is extremely important inside your mouth, as well as for the bone tissue inside your jaw. So red and blue Blue light therapy. I've actually had some dentists that have told me that their clients or customers, patients that have used the light therapy inside their mouth, their gum recession and gum um, disease heals so much faster than not using the light therapy. So light therapy is like a total hack for oral health. I'm loving this. And I also love all of your little models that you have. Like, I love visuals. This is fantastic. Thank you. I'm a very visual person. Yeah. Um, When you were talking about toothpaste before, I was also thinking of like foaming agents. And um, I'll never forget, like, I I am so devastated if I ever forget my toothpaste. And that's why I always carry a little jar of bicarb soda in my um, toiletry bag, because if I forget my toothpaste, because my partner's put it in his, you know, toiletry bag or whatnot, I'm devastated when I have to borrow someone else's foaming toothpaste and I would rather not brush my teeth because I feel like I'm choking on the phone because I'm so used to not using a foaming toothpaste. So yeah, looking at like, is that natural? And how do I, how's my body actually responding to that? So they were great insights on the toothpaste. Thank you for sharing about light therapy. Light therapy is so beautiful for so many things. Yeah. And, um, and great that we can now do that for oral health, not just to like, Oh, I want to widen my teeth, but also to improve the health of our teeth and our gums and all of the things. So I'd love to know, like, why is it really important for our cycles to change these products to have them, you know, more aligned and more holistic and healthier than, than not for, you know, our hormones and our cycles. Well, our bodies are amazing. We know that, especially as women, we we can be so in tune to our bodies more so than um, men, I think, because we have to be on that cycle. Um, but, I, you know, I really believe that nitric oxide production, part of the problem with fertility or infertility, both, you know, is um, because nitric oxide production. And this is for men too. I mean, think about it. if their mouth is not healthy, they're not creating nitric oxide. What's happening down there? Decreased blood flow and decrease, you know, when, and blood flow doesn't just signify health in, a, in the sense that it's bringing oxygen and nutrients. It actually, blood flow also signifies the removal of waste, cleansing, getting rid of the, the waste products from the tissue. So when you think about your reproductive organs, you want good blood flow and you want good detoxification. And if you're not producing nitric oxide, you're going to have more inflammation, which is then going to mess up everything. It's not just hormonal, but it's going to mess up all the other components um, that you need for healthy cycles. So on top of the fact that, uh, you know, if you're using some 
unhealthy products, they're going to contain ingredients that are going to cause disruption to hormones and thyroid and all the other organs as well. So, um, but that aside, if you, you know, switch to something healthy, that's going to create that good microbiome inside your mouth, you're going to see the, you know, the, the changes that happen inside the body. Of course, it takes time, a little bit of time, but the mouth can actually heal very, very quickly. I've had people that have had sensitive teeth for years, swore up and down. I've had sensitive teeth for seven years, brushed with that tooth powder and three days it was gone. Never imagined in life without sensitive teeth, but they were like blown away. So it's so amazing how quickly, and especially adding red and blue light, if you suffer from receding gums, gum tissue can't grow back. But the problem is, you know, when you go to the dentist, you have receding gums and probably not going to, you know, you can't grow back gums. The, the thing is, um, your gum tissue is the same. It's epithelial cells. It's just like when you cut your skin, you know, it heals. The problem is your skin isn't exposed to acids all day long. If you exposed your skin to acids all day long, not only would you not heal that cut, but you'd have a lot of other problems with you. You'd have burns and things. So inside your mouth, if you're exposing your mouth to acid, of course, you're never going to heal anything. And that's, that's the problem. Mm. Get rid of that, get rid of that bacteria, get rid of that acid, do the right things. And the healing will happen. It will speed it up. It still takes a little bit of time for the gums because you are eating foods that are acidic. You can't, you know, you can never get rid of all sugar. You can never not eat acidic food, you know, red meat, just kind of diet hack a little bit. And like I said, eat some vegetables at the end, swish your mouth with water at the end of every meal. I'll just swish my mouth with water to get rid of any excess. Um, that'll also do the trick and, you know, brush right if you can. Hack. Yeah. yeah. Great hack. I know oh. my kids, I, I, I've always said, um, eat your dessert first. That's one of my favorite <laughs> famous lines, eat your dessert first because it's full of sugar and you just want to be able to get rid of that. So eat the rest of your meal after. So we'll go to uh, dinner sometimes and my kids will be like, mom, I'm going to take your advice. I'm going to eat my um, dessert first. Like, no, you're not. You're not eating dessert today. So. Oh, I love that. There's so many, so many great hacks in this episode. Um, my question was going to be like, well, what would your top five tips to, you know, improving your oral health be? But I feel like I could rattle them off. So I'll quickly say what I think the five are, and then you tell me what your five are. But I think scrape your tongue would be the first one. Um, I love the <laughs> eat, you know, save a little bit of vegetables for the last mouthful. Um, I also really love just changing up your toothpaste, which is so simple to do. Um, I think changing up your diet to have a focus on, you know, really amplifying the positive nutrients as opposed to the acidic, um, the acidic base. So you're making your diet more alkaline. And then number five, I would say, um, oh, you know, really increasing your mineral intake. Yeah. And working on balancing your minerals, um, from using a good quality toothpaste, your tongue scraping, all of that can help from my understanding. So what are your top five? Well, I would probably ditto those. I would add that um, flossing, we didn't talk a lot about flossing, but making sure you floss. I get the question all the time. If I use a water pick, is it okay not to floss? And the answer is I love a water pick, but it doesn't replace flossing. So if you're going to do a water pick, do a water pick, but also floss. And I, one of my hacks for flossing, I don't know if I have my floss here. Um, one of my hacks for flossing is to take, I, my floss um, are little floss picks. And so they've got that little tiny piece that you just 
floss. Um, I'll put either a little bit of my tooth powder. So a lot of times what I'll do is brush my teeth because my tooth powders and paste have, you know, they're formulated correctly. I don't spit. I'll spit out a little bit, but I leave the excess there so that when I'm flossing, I'm flossing the minerals between. So I'm getting the detoxification between my teeth, but the minerals between my teeth as well. So I'll, I'll floss, but sometimes I also add a drop of the gum serum. So my gum serum is going to increase, you know, blood flow, reduce inflammation. I'll put a drop I'll put the pick in and then I'll floss to get that between my teeth as well. Both of those are amazing. They, you've never had a clean mouth until you've actually flossed with like the gum serum and uh, gotten between your teeth. It makes, it feels amazing. It feels oh amazing. God, I really, I really want to do this now. And would you recommend a um, quick last question on this before we wrap up flossing before you brush or brushing before you floss? Good question. Egg before and the that, chicken or chicken before the egg? <laughs> all in my kit. You actually get, I don't know if it's in here because this one's probably empty because I use it as a prop. Um, you actually get with the kit. And by the way, no, it's not in here. By the way, I'll give you links that um, your, your listeners yes. can get 60% off the teeth whitening system. And I'll give you a link that if they don't want that, because through that link, then you'll also get a, dis, a big discount on this. It's like 50% off the kit. Um, if they don't want the teeth whitening system and just want this, I'll give you another link where they'll get a big discount on ordering those as well. Fantastic. So, I'll pop them in the show notes. So that everyone who's like me is like, oh my God, I want to try this and I want to do this and I want to do that. And this, all it is, is making one simple change. And, yes. you know, if you're like me and want to have good oral health for the rest of your life, but also improve your overall body health, like this is a great place to start. And everything you put in and on your body generally either goes on your skin or in your mouth. Like with yep. everything is either in your mouth or on your skin, sometimes up your nose, but like, so, so we need to really focus on our oral health. So thank you. So like, thank you so much. Trina. This has been the, so the flossing in here in, in my, what I recommend is uh, in the morning, think of breakfast, brush first, brush first. So you brush first because here's why you tongue scrape, get rid of the gunk. It's all about the detoxification. And in the morning, your mouth is full of gunk. Like we talked about it, the bad air that, you know, all the detoxing from your lungs. So you want to brush away everything and you want your mouth to be clean so that when you floss, you're not flossing gunk that's inside your mouth between your teeth. You want a fresh, and then if you leave the tooth powder or paste, whatever you're brushing with in your mouth, you don't rinse it out. You'll be able to even cleanse more when you're flossing. At night, it's the opposite. You wanna floss and then brush because you've been eating all day and you probably have stuff stuck between there. You wanna get that out before you expose it to the minerals and the alkalinity because that's how the healing is actually gonna happen. So that's how I do it. Breakfast, br uh, brush first, and at night you floss first because you're eating all day to get rid of that. And then, the you know, my last Final hack, time for flossing, great. My last hack is the light therapy. You got to do it. Like it's, it's the biggest hack that, you know, biological dentists that I work with, that, that's one of their favorite tools. Fantastic. Well, like you said, so generous with your discount offers. So thank you. I will be making sure that I pop those links in the show notes. And so if you're watching this or listening to this, make sure you head to the show notes at wellsome.com forward slash podcast and search for Trina. Um, I'm so excited for everyone to listen to this. This has been fantastic. Um, final thing 
I have two questions actually. First question is how can people find you? If they're like, where is she? I can't find her. Where's the best place for them to find you, learn more about you, (laughs) learn more about you and what you do with Primal Life Organics? PrimalLifeOrganics.com is the website. You can always find me there. Um, All of our products, we have an extensive list of products um, are there. And uh, on Instagram, Facebook, on Facebook, we're Primal Life Organics. On Instagram, it's Primal Life Org, O-R-G. Um, of course, we're on Twitter and, um, you know, all pretty much all the social media channels you can find me. So Awesome. Well, those links will also be in the show notes. So thank you so much. One final podcast question we ask all of our guests. So we are really switching gears because we haven't really talked about it in this way. So it's going to be a curveball for you. I hope you're ready. I'm ready. Okay, Trina, I want you to think back to your younger menstrual self. So when you got your period for the very first time, what are three things you wish you had have known when you started menstruating that you now know today? Wow, that's a tough one. First of all, I wish they had period panties when I was when I was younger. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm getting those for my daughter and I wish that they had period panties. Um, I wish I knew how my cycle related to the moon, the moon cycle. Um, I really, I, I didn't know that even until I was a lot older. And, um, I wish I actually knew how much diet impacted, um, my overall health, which then impacts my period. Um, those are probably the three things that if I had to do it all over again, and what I teach my daughter at this stage, she's 14 right now. Um, I, I would have been golden. So yeah. Mm, beautiful. They're really beautiful. And I wish those for everybody listening, you know, and especially if you're listening to this and you're a young teen or tween. Oh, but Trina, this has been fantastic. Thank you so much for being here and dedicating this. I'll call it an hour of power of just getting all this beautiful information to us all. So thank you. And um, I really wish everyone to also come and visit and learn more about what you're doing so they can learn more about their own oral health. So thanks for being here. Well, thanks, Gemma. It was great mouthing off with you. (laughs) I loved mouthing off with you too. Thank you so much for tuning into every episode of the Well Woman Podcast. For everything we mentioned in today's episode, you can find this in the show notes over at wellsome.com forward slash podcast. If this episode excited you, please hit follow on Spotify, which means all of my episodes will pop up in your feed weekly so you never miss a weekly drop. I'd love you to leave a review on Apple Podcasts too. Love this episode? Come and follow me over on Instagram at wellsome underscore Gemily. Say hi and share what you've taken away from this episode with me. Now, is there a bestie, sister, or a friend who you know who might be fed up, frustrated, and confused with their cycles? Are they ready to join you in awakening their cyclical essence too? Well, take a screenshot of this podcast episode, share it on your socials, email it, text it, or any way you need to get it to them. So together, we can all live in flow, harmony, and balance with our cycles. Now, until next time, beautiful, get connected, listen to your body, and remember, body confidence all begins with living in tune with your menstrual cycle.